0: Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive positive that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. I am really excited about my next guest, Anne-Marie Knight. We actually met uh on Facebook and uh we connected through a Facebook group that we're in and I had the pleasure of being a guest on her um show she has a non-for-profit and I enjoy the fact that she is about educating and empowering others uh in order to move forward in life. So I'm really excited to have her here today to share her wisdom and insight on how we can navigate and pivot during this time um, dealing with this global pandemic. So at this time, I am going to give uh, Anne-Marie the opportunity to introduce herself before we get into the interview.
1: Thank you much, Lachelle, for inviting me on today. Yeah. Um, it's just a thrill to be with you again. I love getting the chance to talk to you. So a little bit about myself, my name is Anne-Marie Knight. I am in Meriden, Connecticut and thrilled to be with you. I have a nonprofit that you mentioned earlier called Hope and Healing Homes. And it really is about uh, providing strength for families. That's what this thing is really all about. And we're moving into housing development and being able to provide affordable housing and I have my regular for-profit business, which is called Shine Consulting and Training. And that is about really helping nonprofits to stand up fully in their power, in their strength, and be able to serve the community to the best way that they can. So those are the things that I do. I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, I'm a wife. (laughs) I have at least five grandchildren. So mm. just like you, I am always busy doing something. I love to bake. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so and I enjoy kind of any activity that is really about renovation and restoration. So if I'm watching TV, I'm usually watching something that's about one of those restoration shows or house fix-up shows. Yeah. But I, you know, I renovate furniture, I remake things like that, and I just love working with my hands.
0: That's awesome.
1: Now, now, so I'm I
0: love the nonprofit, and, you know, right, right now with this pandemic, pandemic there, there are going to be, be a influx, influx of I'm sure, of a number of, of a number families that, that will be dealing with, down with down some form of economic downturn. downturn. So what so are what some ways that, that uh, people within local, local, local communities can, be able can to begin to help, help give back? Give back.
1: To give, Did you say to give back? Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I think that, you know, when we think about kind of coming out of this thing, there are, there are lots uh-huh. of ways we can all think about giving back. And I think just in the day-to-day type of things, I think it's important to remember that we're part of community, right? So uh-huh, remembering uh-huh. that you have neighbors and there may be people that you don't see that often, but to be able to check in on them and make sure that they're well is important. But for nonprofits, there are nonprofits right now who are still open and having to provide critical services like homeless shelters and um, feeding folks who are hungry, food pantries and those kinds of services that are essential services when families are in need. You know, I mean, it's already tough enough if you've potentially lost your job, but if you've been depending on a food pantry and now you have even less way of getting food, Those are the organizations that need your help now. So a way that we can give back is if if you are going to the supermarket, please keep an eye out for when they have those collection um, things. You can buy something for yourself and place some items of food, you know, for your local food bank or for your local food pantry. Um, You can donate online. You know, I think at a time like this, we're thinking about hoarding. And I mean, you've seen mm-hmm. the rush on people for toilet paper, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a mad, crazy rush. We're hoarding, we're hoarding, we're hoarding. We're just focused on ourselves. And this is really a time for us to shift perspective to think about community and family. And that extends beyond ourselves. So instead of hoarding, let's shift that mindset and think about ways that we can creatively give to those who really need it right now. Mm-hmm.
0: What are some ways people in the local communities um, could give from their abundance? You know, many people have this mindset and they're not quite sure how to give. So what type of items should they buy to help uh, those in the community?
1: I would say those items that are shelf stable. So, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. think about a box of pasta.
0: Those are generally mm-hmm. on
1: sale somewhere from, you know, 67 cents to a dollar for a box. So if you buy a box, you could put one box of shelf-stable pasta mm-hmm. into the collection mm-hmm. bucket. But those are the things, mm-hmm. you know, um, canned spaghetti sauce so that you could make a meal. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. kinds of items. Not We're not thinking about things like milk, bread, eggs, things that will go off that aren't shelf-stable. So canned goods or shelf-stable products are things that are always needed by food pantry. And then keep in mind too that some food pantries also provide items that we don't often think about, like personal care items. Uh So deodorants, Uh toothpaste, soap, lotion, um, laundry soap. Uh Uh, Those are things that families in need really, they need those items. And so if you have an opportunity to be able to provide Those kinds of things, those are critical too.
0: Awesome, awesome. What are some ways that people can help with volunteering uh, in lieu of social distancing? So, with that going on, what are some ways that they can do to volunteer?
1: Face of volunteering is is definitely changing at the moment. Things will Mm -hmm. will change, Mm -hmm. you know, in several months from now. I'm not sure how long, but things will change back a little bit. But while we're thinking about social distancing, I think it's important to be connected to your community. So, oh. for example, mm-hmm. we my, the church that I attend has just started a Kitchen Angels program, and they're providing meals for families who are sick from coronavirus. Oh. Right? So that's something that we probably wouldn't have thought of as innovative in a time like this. So how can, how can you volunteer? If they need your service and they need drivers or they need somebody just to pick up food items and drop it off at the kitchen and they're going to cook it, you don't have to come in contact with others. There are creative ways to help, but it does involve you checking to see what's happening in your local community and see where they're asking for help. I think that's the key aspect. Organizations need help and are asking for help, see what they need and then try to plug in some way. And then for, you know, anybody who just is saying to themselves, like, I don't have anything to give. You can pray. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. There are families Mm -hmm. in need all over. Everybody can do at least that much.
0: With many people who are faced with reinventing themselves, um, what advice would you give them with starting a non-for-profit?
1: in the middle of something like this, our minds kind of freeze, right? Uh-huh. It is so uh-huh. stressful. There's so much happening. People are sick and dying around us, and it could be a moment for us to say, you know, I need to go inward. Um, uh-huh. There isn't much else I can uh-huh. do. This isn't time for me. But I would encourage everybody who's listening, open their minds to new possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have an example of this. I There was a building that I loved and have loved for years. It's been vacant, boarded up, and I always thought it would be just a brilliant space to redesign, renovate, to do housing. And I was introduced to somebody, a couple of people who really wanted to help financially in this season right now. This just happened in the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Right? right? So a brand new opportunity opened, opened in front of me. So as we went to see the building that I had in mind, I had not even noticed that behind the building there was an almost another three acres of land. Mm-hmm. And to the left of the building, there was another building and another patch. There were four parcels of land that could be all together. One owner owned them all. And I think for me, it was a recognition that if we just lift up our head, change our perspective, and look around, Mm -hmm. there's even more out there than we possibly could think in this moment. So Mm -hmm. it's a time for innovation, Mm -hmm. right? This is a time for us to rise up in new ways. Maybe things that you were doing in person can be done online. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a time for connecting more personally with people, Mm -hmm. one-on-one, like doing these calls or Zoom calls or just meeting people. Mm -hmm. It is a time for really shifting our perspective And I believe just new strategies, new ways of doing things are just going to kind of drop into our spirits so that we come out of this with a whole new way of being.
0: Okay, so we have a lot of negative news going on. You know, how do you maintain an innovative mindset and stay grounded, you know, amongst all this
1: uh, negative news? Oh, absolutely and you know especially now if you if you even turn on the news <laughs> you know it's it's all negative so i think some of those things are i guard i guard my heart and my mind mm-hmm. all right i value those incredibly so i do not spend all day or even hours or even a full hour um mm-hmm. watching the news mhm I I make sure that if I'm watching, I'm just going to tune in for a second to my local station to see what's happening happening locally, and then I tune it right back out. I think if you allow all of that to kind of infiltrate you, Uh that it shifts the way that you're thinking. So Uh that's just like one practical step. The other thing is that, again, in terms of guarding my heart and my mind, I shift my attention to things that are positive on purpose and and that's not easy to do. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take a minute in a moment to actually show you a strategy that I use, but it is important to look at what is good in this world. And even if that means just stepping outside, breathing some air and feeling the sun on my face, Uh you know, it lets me know that I'm part of a larger picture, part of a larger purpose. Uh Um, What I read, you know, in this time is important to me. So I think those are the kinds of practical things that I do.
0: I love that. So one of the things I'm hearing is the ability to be positive on purpose. So at what point in your life did that uh, mind shift take place? What was it that created that shift in you?
1: I think it's matured over time right so i think i've always been grounded in the church i've always gone to church Uh and there are things that we learn about prayer and faith that help to keep that positive focus but there are times when in life this is real like right now we struggle we struggle Uh with fear we struggle with anxiety i mean i've gone through cancer and and a breast cancer survivor had to deal with chemo radiation and surgery and losing a breast I mean, those are not easy times, Mm -hmm. right? And so to be able to shift in the moment, that's a skill that I think has to be learned. And so Mm -hmm. about a year or so ago, I went to a retreat for a program called Oasis in the Overwhelm, and Mm -hmm. I was burned out. I was taking care of my mom, who was dying from Alzheimer's. She wanted to be at home, and that was my gift to her to take care of her at home. And so, but it was hard, Lachelle. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I watched my mom change from this powerful, beautiful woman full of vibrancy and energy and shrink down to like be like a child. Mm -hmm. You know, and at times she was combative, at times it was violent. Mm -hmm. There were times when she wouldn't eat, couldn't eat. It it took all of me, all of me, to be able to take care of my mom, and I literally felt like I didn't have anything left. At that oh. moment is when I was introduced to Oasis in the Overwhelm. And I went to one retreat and learned four strategies that can shift you in the moment. And I really honestly thought like, I don't know if this is gonna work, you know, <laughs> right. I don't know if it's gonna be some kind of foo-foo kumbaya stuff that i'm just not (laughs) i'm not feeling at the moment i'm tired i'm worn out you know how does this work but when i came home i taught one of the activities to my grandson who immediately came into my house he was ranting angry screaming at the top of his lungs and i took one of those 60 seconds activities and i taught it to him and he went from a 12 to a zero in 60 seconds Wow. wow. I witnessed it live myself. And then I saw him teach his mom the same activity and it had the same impact. If a seven-year-old can do it, I know we can Absolutely. do it. That's so, awesome. Do you mind if I walk you through one? Absolutely. So this one, I'm just going to give you a quick version and I'm just going to call this one Change the Channel. It's called the cue to do because we pay attention to the cues that our body is sending us. So, Mm -hmm. Lachelle, if you're feeling kind of stressed or anxious in the moment, where do you feel it in your body?
0: Mm.
1: Probably Probably in my chest
0: chest area, area. sometimes Sometimes shoulders. Shoulders, Shoulders,
1: chest, tell me what you feel. Mm.
0: Sometimes Sometimes rapid rapid heartbeat. heartbeat. Mm. Uh, Let me think. think. Just Just like like pressure, tightening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So your body is giving you cues. So what I want you to do is just put your hand out as if you're holding a remote in your hand, a remote control for the TV. Okay. okay. All right. Hold it in your hand. And I want you to go there. I want you to go to a situation that has made you feel stressed out or anxious in the moment. And I'm sure we don't have to go Far back in our memories, right now, to know those feelings, <laughs> right? I want you to yeah, put I have yourself well kids at home doing shelter right, right there, now, you yeah, are. So right, so up. you're right there. Hold that remote control in your hand, and now I want you to think to yourself, where do you want to be? Instead of where I am right now, where do I want to be? And I want you to just think about where that is for a moment. What does that look like? What does that feel like for you?
0: Just peaceful. Uh, light. light uh, Relax. Yeah.
1: Now click the remote control. Click it. Okay. And go there. And just breathe for a second. Breathe it in and let go of everything else. That was good. How does that feel, Michelle?
0: That feels good. good. All
1: right, and just like that, we have the capacity to change our brains, to change our minds. And that was just a quick way to rinse off your brain, right? Mm. reshuffle some things and get where you need to be. And then when you're in this space, that's when you can think more clearly that's when you can make better decisions that's when you're not going to you know jump down somebody's throat because you're upset you have a chance to just relax be in peace breathe and then you can move on okay so knowing that we have to kind
0: of build the muscle so to speak with uh this positivity um what routine should we create to in order to do the daily work uh, in building the muscle? What what advice would you give us
1: for that? Just being mindful, right? So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. once you've done the activity mm-hmm.
0: and you, mm-hmm.
1: we've purposefully taken the time to look at what are, are our cues, how mm-hmm. are we feeling, where does it show up? The next time that you feel that, you're going to remember, okay, wait, OK, this headache is related to something or this tightening in my neck means something. My body's telling me something. And I think so. It is it is a muscle that has to be, you know, you have to use it over and over, just like regular muscles. If you don't use them, they atrophy. When you use them, they get stronger. And so the more you do the activity or the more you tune into yourself, right, it, it strengthens it. But there are also some practical things you can do, too. So if you had that picture of that place of peace when I asked you where would you rather be, if you found, say, a picture online and it's, a I don't know, a beautiful beach somewhere with palm trees and the sea and the clouds, I change my phone screen or my lock screen to that picture. Mm-hmm. So when I pick up my phone, I'm instantly taken to that place. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are the simple kinds of things that we can do that just kind of help to keep that muscle going. Trust me, when you see a remote control today, Lachelle, <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll thinking, you'll be thinking. Right. Yeah. Right. This has been a
0: great interview. What are some books that you would recommend to the audience right now to read to kind of keep themselves motivated and in a spirit of hope as we move forward through this pandemic?
1: I'll tell you what I'm reading right now. I'm reading The the Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Oh, okay. That, I believe, I don't think it matters where you are in your life right now. If you could get your hands on that book, and I believe it's available. It's probably available online, too, like to Mm -hmm. just read with the Kindle. Mm -hmm. But it's about reawakening the dreams that are inside of you. And I think particularly now in a time of such kind of stress and crisis, being able to connect to what was already in you, I I think that's just so powerful. And it gives you kind of a, a, a vision for your future, like we're going to come out of this. We're definitely going to move out of this. How do I want to move forward? What do I want to leave in the world? What legacy am I leaving? You know, those kinds of Mm -hmm. thoughts and questions that come up when you read a book like that. So I would recommend the one book I think I would recommend right now is The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson.
0: I really just want to thank you so much for this interview. This has just been so enlightening to be able to have your spin on how we can move forward in a positive way. And it has just been wonderful. So thanks so much again, Anne-Marie, for your time And I hope you as the audience has uh, gleaned a lot from this information and that you were taking notes. So thank you all again for listening and have a great day.